Hello everyone and welcome back to the Lonely Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Ariane, and today I have a wonderful guest and friend. Sam Hayes is a writer and illustrator from Chicago, Illinois. He is currently creating a webcomic titled Inheritance, which you can read on Webtoon Canvas or on his website. I am really excited because this is the second interview that I conduct with a dear friend who I talk to on the weekly <laughs> basis. I'm like the luckiest person alive. Uh, and thank you so much for giving me the time to just basically interview you and question you about everything. I'm ready to be grilled. <laughs> Are you ready to be the star of the show? That's what yeah. you should be ready for. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, we can start at the beginning, at the very, very beginning. Tell us about your art journey and how that happened. Uh, does everyone else talk about like how they started in childhood? Yes. Is that because uh, like good? Because I was like this started this started so long ago. But I was uh, the type of kid that liked to play pretend a lot, and I would force all the other children around me to also play play pretend with me. Um, <laughs> Which eventually naturally went into me wanting to be like, oh, well, I got to write this shit down, right? <laughs> this is so good. I got to write it down. So then I started writing stories. Uh, and then that naturally developed into like, oh, these need illustrations, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. So uh, I was all, like, if, for as long as I can remember, I was that kid. Like I was drawing writing and also putting on I, I we never performed for adults because i was like you guys don't get it you don't understand uh but you like your playing <laughs> yeah i knew my audience was other kids back yeah. then um so yeah that, i've always been like that uh but in particular there was this one in the third grade i had this teacher who uh i did not understand her sarcasm or anything at all um so i uh, constantly misunderstood her and one time it was it was something for our moms we had to like draw a portrait of our mothers and this was the turning point for me this was where I was like I'm gonna be the best at art uh, I had to draw a picture of my mom and I thought it was amazing and she looked at it and she said wow your mother's gonna cry when she sees this wow. and I thought she was insulting me oh really and <laughs> Yes, uh, for a very long time. And then I looked back and I was like, oh, she meant it was beautiful. But in my child brain, I was like, I'll show her. I'm going to be the best. <laughs> like, so my my drawing, I like really started practicing after that, like really hard because I was like, oh, I'll show Mrs. G. I'm going to be the best artist. But she, what she meant was that I was already a good one. <laughs> Your entire art so, yeah. career is based on you like being upset at uh, misunderstanding your teacher's comments. It's like a villain origin story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oops. <laughs> I love it. And you know yeah. what? Somehow I'm not surprised at all that you put out, you know, that you made this the plays and that you organized everybody and forced them to do the things. Like, I was a highly organized. I am a very, I still am like this. I was a very highly organized individual. So I would remember what we what we pretended the day before and oh be like we God. were picking up where we left off <laughs> and they were like oh my god this guy is insane you must but, have been a blast to play with <laughs> i think so i mean my sister my sister was i mean i played this with my brothers and sisters but i had separate games mm -hmm. for them obviously because like they we were not all interested in the same thing mm -hmm. uh but my i mean they thought i was a blast to play with bossy yes yes but it comes with the territory. What can you do, you know? Yeah, 
How are things going to get done if you're not being bossy? <laughs> I have an itinerary for our play today. <laughs> There's an agenda for this. You can follow yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. And, well, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not surprised. Uh, but one thing is having ideas and coming up with stories and like wanting to make drawings for them. But there are so many other ways you can do that, like through illustration or storyboarding. Yeah. So how in particular did you decide, well, I'm going to go into the world of comics and more specifically the world of web comics? Um, this one is a really goofy origin story, actually, that I, I basically <laughs> only told our mutual friend Emily about this, kind of. Um, I'm so <laughs> the I did attempt comics, I will say. As a teenager, like we all do, I feel like anybody who likes comics, uh, because I was seeing a lot of really cool web comics all of a sudden crop up. I was a teenager from 2003 to 2009, for those of you who are much younger, which means that that was the dawn of web comics, basically, was that, was that time period, uh, because that's when the web was finally becoming accessible enough for people to make their own websites and those people obviously naturally started to put their work on their websites and webcomics were part of that so i was like watching this stuff come up and i was like oh yeah this is sick and then i had some very cool teachers who were like oh sam you like drawing so why don't you check out these graphic novels so i actually did not read manga and i did not read uh serialized superhero comics at all I read all graphic novels, which was right up my alley because I wanted extended storytelling. So when I was like 16, I tried to make a graphic novel from scratch for my best friend with one of those bound, like really nice canvas sketchbooks. Oh, and I was wow. just going to draw it straight out. Like wow. I was like, I'm going to make up the story as I go. <laughs> and after that attempt, I abandoned it for 10 years because I was like, this was too hard. <laughs> it didn't start small. I started <laughs> huge. Yeah. Um, so uh, history repeats itself. So I uh, did the same thing recently. I was like, I am going to attempt web comics again. And I'm not going to attempt something small. I'm going to attempt a full length web comic with uh, multiple story arcs, etc. Uh, and uh, that's what I'm in the middle of right now. So, but this time it's going way better, <laughs> like way, way, way better. I can attest yeah, to that. I, I am seeing your hard work every <laughs> single day, uh, and I love that you're an all or nothing kind of person. You're like, yeah, I'm not making I just, a small like web comic series. This is gonna be like no. a long ass one. <laughs> I'm like that in other like th this is like a personality thing I think is just like that's my personality type is when I decide to do something I full ass it instead of uh, dipping I'm not really a toe dipper so yeah. like when like <laughs> I you know decided to go to school for performance right like I thought I was going to be an actor and when I realized that it was not my thing I quit full stop. I'm not going to be an actor anymore and I like have a whole degree my my degree is in uh, performance. I don't know why, like, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, I have to integrate it somehow. And I was like, no, I don't feel like it. So I'm not going to. Yeah. Well, know? but, you know, I feel like even though you say you're not integrating it somehow, when you create comics, I feel like you put so oh. much of that acting in your characters, right? That's true. Expressions, yeah. Everything. Well, this leads us to another question that I've been meaning to ask, but I haven't because I was saving it for the podcast. But... How, how exactly did you come up with inheritance? Like, 
where was that born how did that idea come to be um so i i'm a writer and i actually like that most i even like that more than drawing which i know was kind of crazy sounding oh but i do <laughs> what uh so in 2016, uh, I decided to attempt uh, National Novel Writing Month for the first time and last time, actually, because <laughs> uh, I was I had just quit a job in wealth finance, which sucked. And I was waiting to um, start a new job at uh, another place. And it doesn't matter. It's just, I was just I had a, a month did that happen to me in November where I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a national novel writing month, NaNoWriMo. Yeah. Um, or NaNoWriMo if you're a weirdo. <laughs> um, I actually don't know how to pronounce it. so I always call it Nano, NaNoWriMo, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think most people do. And I like flip-flop between the two. <laughs> but I wrote a... I actually did... I won. I, I got to 50,000 words, right? Like by the end of the month, uh, and which f felt awesome. But the manuscript that I wrote um, featured these two characters that I really liked. Uh, uh, one was, and, and the, it was fantasy. Uh, the genre was like high fantasy. It was about like fairy courts, like unseely and seely courts. And it was about how those fairies interacted with the humans nearby. Um, and so it was like a star-crossed lovers thing, which is a theme in a lot of my works uh, because I really like it. Uh, Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> except you know, except homos. <laughs> it's, it's always two men. Yes. Um, so uh, those two characters, I really ended up liking their archetypes. One one of them was like really stoic but kind and really intelligent and like like a like this big huge knight guy and then uh the other one was a prince and he was uh kind of chaotic but like really like heart of gold and like really funny and uh i really liked the way that those two archetypes worked with each other um and i was but i wasn't like sold on them in this world so i was like okay well let's plunk these two guys out and put them the next thing i did was i plunked them into a sci-fi <laughs> uh you a did? space opera oh, wow. yeah there's a space opera too oh my so God, that it. one was set on a terraformed mars and the um the chaotic character the one that's a prince ended up being like an heir to like a corporation so a trillionaire at the you know because like we're hundreds of years in the future so yeah. we're in the trillionaire category now <laughs> so he you know again star-crossed lovers like the the other guy the stoic like calm guy is like part of the rebellion like against the, the capitalists and then this other guy was like is like <laughs> renouncing his his inheritance to this uh basically a throne but it's like to all this money yeah. and again i was like this is cool like this world building is cool but it doesn't quite fit and uh so i was like what if what if i just made it normal <laughs> and i have never ever written anything set in modern day with like characters that are based in reality like at all like my my the things that i like to write are like about knights and dragons or yeah. about pew pew lasers like shit <laughs> i can see your that's influence I... with like lord of the rings and star wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are like the two yeah <laughs> like you oscillate between those <laughs> yeah i love i love both of those 
IPs. I love them. Um, I don't like new Star Wars, but I do love the yeah. original trilogy. I watched the shit out of it as a kid. And, I, you know, I love Star Trek, too. I'm actually a Trekkie. So, uh, yeah, so I was like, I've never written anything like this. What if I fail? Um, but they fit in that in that world way better than any of the other ones and it it made more sense so that's where it came i just like kept retooling i kept you know bashing myself against the brick wall until i broke through wow so and now here we are oh my god so i actually started in 2016 but they kept getting reworked for mm. years it's funny how something like setting them in a normal environment in a normal quote unquote like contemporary timeline seems so much harder than something that's completely made up, right? Because people yeah. will relate to it way more in some aspects and will probably police you on some other things a lot more. Yes, and that is actually something that like is the scariest thing for me is because, you know, I'm obviously a white man. So like, and one of, and both not, well, River is, is uh, the one of two protagonists and he is half white and half um, Japanese, uh, Liu Chen. Uh, his mother is from Okinawa, and I did that because I wanted to firmly set at least one of my characters in a in a place that I I understood from mm -hmm. I can write him uh, from my own standpoint. But there's a lot of you know white writers out there that don't do their research. They don't listen when they fuck up, and they don't apologize when they fuck up. They double down instead of like listening and 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 you know there's people who are going to not want to give you grace for fucking up. And that's okay, that's, that's, that's for them to decide. Yeah. But there are going to be plenty of people who are like, oh, okay, well, do better next time. And I'll be like, yeah, I will. Yeah, they'll you know probably what I mean? appreciate you way more for listening to the feedback. It's, but I, I think that's a lot of like emotional uh, intelligence that a lot of people struggle with, not, not even just with racism. I think it's with everything. Like we struggle to, uh, a lot of us uh, really struggle to um, admit when we're wrong or have fucked up yeah. and apologize gracefully. So it's probably like the root of so many issues that we're dealing with. Yeah. So <laughs> I yeah. completely feel you on that. It's yeah. It's a whole thing. And I'm sure we could talk about it for hours because we both uh, have yeah. really strong opinions on the matter. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love it. <laughs> but going back to comics. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So we don't like go too far because I will go far with you and then this will be like a three hour podcast. <laughs> I know. And then people will be like one hour in. Wasn't this supposed to be about a, a comic? <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> uh, tell me. What is your favorite thing about making comics? Oh, uh, wow. Uh, there's a lot. What did I write down on my little piece of paper? Oh, I chose one thing to talk about because there's a lot of things I love about comics. But my favorite thing about it is that it is different from all the other storytelling mediums. Uh, it isn't writing, but it kind of is at the same time. And it isn't uh, movies or plays where there's like, because those are, those are firmly set over time. But uh, books and graphic novels and web comics, whatever, all still have a time aspect, but it's completely uh, reader driven up to a point. Like you can stop reading at any time or you can reread passages as many times as you want. They can control the pacing up to a point. We, as the writers and creators of a comic, 
can uh, try to mess with their sense of time by like stretching out panels or putting lots of things together. Like we can uh, try to, you know, uh, inspire them to think of the way that we're like showing time to them in a certain way, but ultimately it's up to them. Yeah, that is pretty uh, cool. I mean, I'm sure. I think it's awesome. You've experienced it as a reader of graphic novels as well, where you like to kind of land on a page and look at the stuff and go back and then keep moving forward. I'm actually an idiot and I read so fast <laughs> that I actually have to like tell myself to slow down because I'll just be like, yeah. like, and that's actually sickening to think <laughs> about that there are other people who are doing that with my art. Well, I'm I like, do that. I spent hours. <laughs> I do that, but what I try to do is I'll like, just get it out of the way like just read everything as fast as possible and like binge it and then i'll be like okay i've binged this i'm at peace and then i go back yes <laughs> and then i'm like okay now i'm gonna appreciate this is like the hard work of it and I, I do that sometimes it helps to not feel so bad at you know binging stuff <laughs> yeah totally yeah i'll like go back and read like chapters like, I'll be like, okay, well, I understand story now. So now I'm going to go back and, like, appreciate all the hard work <laughs> yeah. that this person put into their art. God, it's I just so like hard. to devour it. It's so hard not to, but then you're the creator and you know that people are doing that to your work. And you're like, no, I got to appreciate somebody else's <sighs> work, too, you know? So. It's like equal parts freeing and horrifying. Because, like, then I'm like, they're not looking at my mistakes. <laughs> They don't even see the mistake that yeah. I made in the architecture in the background, so why should I sweat about it? But they will know when a character's face looks wonky. Yes, know? and there's always that oh. one person who will notice something. Oh. <laughs> um, I noticed that one of Rose tattoos is like slightly off. That's that's <laughs> gonna be my nightmare. Is they're gonna be like, um, oh he's missing this one, and I'll be like, I don't care because. <laughs> I'm not going back and fixing it. Yeah, I mean, you really <laughs> did a number on, on yourself with, like, giving him tattoos. I'm like... That many as well, yeah. Yes. Uh, I just but, think they're hot. <laughs> you know, it can be winter all the time in your comics, so he can be covered, you know? It is a very cold country that they're in, yes. so... So you don't have to worry too much. Just bundle them up. Just for, like, really yeah. specific scenes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what is your least favorite thing about making comics? Like, it can be part of the process that you don't like or just in general, something that you don't necessarily love about comics, making comics. I think the thing that I continually am frustrated with is just how much time it takes. And it's, I'm sure everybody says that, uh, and I'm right there with them. It is so, so such torture because I have this all written, mm -hmm. like I know, I know what's going to happen, so it's I'm not also not like waiting like to like like ooh I wonder how this is going to turn out. I know, and I'm really excited, especially like I like for instance, Inheritance is only on episode 18 or something like that. I haven't even gotten to the first hook. Yeah. Of, well, I guess I have like the mini hook where they're like, oh, those two guys think each other are hot. Like I've not gotten to any of the cool stuff yet. Yeah. Like oh my god, and it's taken me a year to get to a year and a half almost to get to this point. And I'm not even like at the point where people would be hooked. Yeah. Like that's the part that's so frustrating where I'm like, oh man, once I get over this hump, uh, like people are, I'm hoping people will be like, wow, this is sick. But like, I've not even gotten to the sick parts <laughs> yeah. yet. And that's what's frustrating. There's no way to like delegate the work. I mean, I guess you could if you paid somebody to do- Pay things, someone. Like, like flatting, but come on. 
we're talking about comics here. <laughs> like, yeah, I like I don't have the money for that. Yes. First of all, like I could, I what if I like I made my husband do it? You could. <laughs> he would he would like not that i don't think he'd do a bad job but i just don't trust him like that I think it would trust take him you with even my longer, life probably. Like, you'd never totally put out a, an episode. It would take you, like, an entire year. he'd have a million <laughs> questions <laughs> like is I this bet. right yeah <laughs> <laughs> does one he's line so like cute are you sure <laughs> mm-hmm well does and it all on the same layer yeah oh my god would you imagine I would go are you the okay so like bonus question but are you the type of artist who has a bazillion layers or are you organized and have as few as possible I have a bazillion layers, so, and I don't, like, I don't label all of them either. Um, I label them in the way that makes sense to me, so it might seem organized to one person and, like, a nightmare to another. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle, um, because it kind of depends on, like, what the scene needs, but, like, if there's, like, two characters, they each get their own flats, they each get their own shadows, all of it, like, but there are times when they're, like, grouped together from far away or medium away, And I will put them all on the same layer just to save time. It just kind of depends. I think I'm medium. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Nice. I think Well, I have a I was reasonable. actually, this is kind of like part of the same question, I guess, but I was wondering, like, are you the type of artist who follows a, a very organized path of creating every episode Oh. or are you disorganized and kind of like just go with the flow and see what happens? I am so... So this is like every aspect of my life. Uh, I am like, like stupidly organized about it. I have a, pr and I don't, if I have to switch things around, I, I don't panic. I don't like, it's nothing like that. It's just that I have really uh, profound ADHD in the way that I hyper-focus on things and I have terrible, um, what do they call that? When you task management, like where you, uh, executive dysfunction. Executive I have profound dysfunction. executive dysfunction <laughs> yeah. to the point that like my workaround for it, which has taken years to get to and works for me is that I have to put everything into lists and then follow those lists and not deviate from them. Otherwise I will find myself in the next room talking like a baby to my dog, like, Which, like, we all need breaks, right? Yes. But, <laughs> like, oh, like, even worse, actually, is, like, I'll, like, find myself, like, reorganizing kitchen pantries or, like, downstairs in the basement, like, dividing things by type. Like, like I'm like, why do I, why, what in my brain made me decide that I, like, in the middle of flatting this episode that I needed to go do this? So I, I make lists of everything, like, so extreme organization. <laughs> Do you include Um... your breaks in your list? Like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, nice. I do the Pomodoro me me method where like you work for uh, a, a, a amount of time and then you like set a thing on your phone and then you take a break for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. For me, it's like five to 10 minutes is like a, the sweet spot. Um, but I have to do the same task until I'm done. Like if I try to do two tasks at the same time, it doesn't work. So like, I'm like, you know, thumbnails, storyboard, rough lines, final lines. flats, shadows, backgrounds, whatever, bubbles, and then done. Like, I have to do the same thing every Yeah. time. Yeah. Oh wow. I, I mean, that 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 works for a lot of people, honestly. yeah, definitely, Yes. yes. 
It's not something like... wacky, like, I don't know. Like, I know some people who will work on several episodes at the same time, which is, like, insane to me. I... Insane. I would die. I think I'd die. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be like, where am I saving this? Yeah. Which way is this? Point nineteen or point twenty, like I don't, yes. I would be dead. And, like added to that, like they don't follow a specific like path. So maybe like one episode is flatted, and then one episode is drafted, and then the other episode is like something. And I don't know. I it just thinking about it makes me want to puke. <laughs> Same. I'm like having an existential crisis thinking about yes. it. Yes, <laughs> knowing that there are people out there is disturbing. <laughs> Like, the, you guys are on something different. Yeah. It's cool. I, one at a time. The fact that you do two comics, like two yes. different comics, is even insane to me. Because I cannot. I can barely even, like, keep up with, like, social media, like, like trying yeah. to advertise. Oh, I hate social media so much. Like, that's no, ah. no secret. Uh, but I do follow, like, something similar to you where, like, at the beginning of the week, I'll work on a one comic specifically, and then the second half of the week, I'll work on the oh, other comic. So it's that divided. makes sense. Yeah, I can't work with both at the same time because that makes sense. I would, yeah, it would just be <clears throat> painful. <laughs> yeah, I'd die. Um, and well, now moving away from the process of making comics, uh, do you have any inspirations that you can pinpoint where it come when it comes to your work specifically? Oh yeah. Um, so as a kid, obviously, I you know we watched a lot of the same things, especially in the West. But particularly, I loved Don Bluth, uh, who did Titan AE, and my favorite, my gay ass liked Thumbelina a lot. <laughs> oh my god, loved Thumbelina. Thumbelina has a lot of really so bad racial stereotypes yes. in it, first of all, which like I rewatched it as a 20 something and I was like, because I'm 32, so like early college and I was like, how did that <laughs> go over my head? Like yes. that was awful, but I wasn't thinking about that as a child. What I was thinking about was like the fact that like there was a fucking fairy prince and also like the <laughs> the animation was gorgeous yeah. and a lot of his animation is just beautiful anastasia as well as oh like God. anastasia slaps anastasia is like top tier movie it's so good yeah. it's like so good. the way that their hair moves the way that like their emotions oh look and it was different from disney and yes. i could smell it like i could Yes. Sense, like, and like, I like some Disney movies. I like Lion King and um, I, I liked Aladdin, also in the racial stereotype. Um, <laughs> but like, and Lilo and Stitch is also an awesome movie, yes. uh, which actually has, has good representation in it. One of the only ones they did right. Um, and they, but those were, those felt different still from yeah. Don Bluth's movies that, oh man, there's just like something so great about even and it's because i think they rotoscoped some stuff where they would like draw over yeah. people it and i mean disney fluid. does that too super yeah. fluid uh and for me as a kid like i would look at those movies and i felt like there was something eerie about them which yes felt dark and scary but at the same time really intrigued me and i was like i want to see this this is uh this feels like i shouldn't be watching it <laughs> yeah there was a an edge of danger yes. in all of them that was uh, actually, I think I, my, my theory is that it doesn't 
it didn't pander to children. Like it didn't so- it didn't soften the blows of things being scary, mm. right? Like yes. it felt like they were allowed to be scary. Like they were like, no, Rasputin's terrifying. Oh my, but so funny. Like he's a necromancer. <laughs> yes. Like that's horrible. Yes. He wants people's souls. <laughs> like that's cool. Like whereas like there would never be a necromancer yeah. in any Disney movie. That's Would you imagine? Up. And then they're like <laughs> yeah. bumbling now there's a kidnapping just like casually, you know. <laughs> he like seriously gets kidnapped and then yes. lost and then they try to kill the prince. Like they straight up try to kill him. I like know. they're like, we're, we're going to freeze this fucker to death. That's scary. I, I love like, to know that these are your inspirations. Like yeah. I, can, I can see them now, but if you hadn't told me, I would have never guessed. Oh my God. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, girly, but like whatever anastasia kicked ass she was a great protagonist ain't nothing girly about that she punched people in the face that was another thing the way that she acted was so different than a lot because i they she was she felt older and more mature Mm. than the disney princesses even the ones that do kick ass she felt i don't know she had some edges to her that i really liked as a kid for sure Uh, and even like her motivation it wasn't like i want to be a princess it was like i want to see my family like i want to belong to a family it like felt real you know not just yeah her impetus yeah her impetus was not like i want a happily ever after it was Mm -hmm. yeah you're like you said um i also love the iron giant and atlantis as a kid like those were my favorites amazing movies as well yeah i love those uh but Later, when I was actually, like, studying art, uh, I was really into Art Nouveau and Art Deco, like a lot of illustrators are. Um, The Dutch Masters, um, and then Golden Age Fairy Tale illustrations, because I love love fairies. Uh, So, like... Kay Nielsen is my favorite. His are really weird. Those His fairy tales have that edge of danger to them that a lot of the other ones don't have. But I like the other ones. Yeah, like his were really dark and strange and like really skewed Art Nouveau. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm sorry, no, yeah, Art Nouveau. Whereas like other people's were like a little more like Victorian, pre-Raphaelite, like very beautiful, golden, uh, warm colors. Yes. Yeah, whimsy. Whereas Kane Nielsen's were like these really strange, like he always like had them like straight on as well he never moved the camera much and it there was a lot of black like danger in the background and like things were at night and it was it was i just really like his but uh yeah so when i really started like being like "Ah, what do i want to emulate uh those those were the the illustrations i really were drawn to and of course jd lion decker that everybody loves for yeah. a reason i mean <laughs> like he must have like made a contract with the devil to be able to i think so that. like for yeah. real there's no other explanation <laughs> yeah gorgeous Alphonse muka you know i don't know that artist actually um he is like one of like perhaps like the most famous art nouveau illustrator so you've probably seen his oh, work but um, i just don't know the name <laughs> yeah but when you if you see it you'll you'll know he did it primarily I don't, know, I don't i can't recall him drawing a single man but i'm sure he <laughs> did at some point but what he primarily did was like advertisements mm-hmm. uh but the the of these like beautiful women with long yeah. swirling hair around their bodies and stuff and like they were just so cool looking and i remember the first time i saw one was on a blanket at the mall oh my god <laughs> and i was like what is that 
<laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I learned later who the artist was, and I was like, oh, okay. Nice. It was like one of those places that sells like tapestries and stuff. Oh my god, that's like one of the most terrifying things I think about when I think about being successful as an artist. Like, I think about Frida Kahlo and how she was supposed to be like a socialist, anti-capitalist, and like everything that is They put her work on... Everything. I'm just like... I would be for like, girl bosses who, oh who she would god. hate. I she would be... hate the girl bosses. Yes. Like, oh my god, it would just destroy her. Frida. Yeah. So the fact that you saw it on a blanket is just. <laughs> I he was oh making his work for a lot of commercial stuff. He mm. was not like Frida, like where yeah. he was like, "I'm a freedom fighter." Like he was more like, "I'm making like one of his most famous works." What is like the absinthe girl? Like there's a uh, he made a very famous absinthe uh, label yeah. for a bottle, like oh. that. You know that makes sense. I mean, yeah, like he would be fine with with yeah. that. He'd be more pissed, I think, that maybe like his family or estate isn't getting that. Yes, money probably, which like fair, <laughs> but like yes. But his work is now in Creative Commons. Not so much. Yeah. yeah got it. Yeah. Um, totally. And well, because this is a place of support, I always love to ask uh, the people that come to the podcast uh, about other comics or artists that they follow, that they like, but feel that they don't get the attention that they deserve. So can you share with us some of those artists that for you don't get enough attention? Yeah, so a couple of these, like, have some followers, but I just think that they deserve more. Um, first one is actually, I know her in real life, uh, so I'm going to plug her real fast. Her name is Millie, um, and I'll, I, I'll send you these usernames so yes. that people, so you can display them. But on Instagram, her name is Millie Scarlet, and she does illustrations and makeup like she's a makeup artist oh, nice. uh and she is so cool um she would kill me if she if i named after her on a podcast <laughs> but she she's like um she's super goth and like has really unique awesome style uh and i just love her work so much and whenever she and she she also is a um a uh uh fabrics artist like a fiber artist so she oh, knits wow. and she like modifies clothing and she's she's just a, all super around super multi-talented so yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I whenever she posts it's just so cool i just love her art so much um and then another one um this this person has uh a fair amount of followers on instagram but um her name is lehua hua lehua hua kea and they are a, a tapa artist and so what that means is that uh, they are a pattern keeper, a Hawaiian pattern keeper, and they use natural pigments to oh, make gorgeous art uh, and installations and stuff. Um, and I just think that they're amazing. Um, they're native Hawaiian and Japanese, and their work is just gorgeous. Uh, and then final one, which is webcomic one. <laughs> their uh, username, I think, on Twitter and, and on Webtoon is... Uh, Black Moth Eyes, and their webcomic is called Alien Heart, and the the art is stupid good, <laughs> and they do not have enough subscribers. They have, like, 3,000 subscribers or something like that on Webtoon, but their work is, like, publishable level good, and I'm pretty sure they have been published before, but yeah. I just don't, I just think that they need more, like, 
followers. And they're, it's also, um, it's also like, I think it's, it's, uh, uh, girl love. I think it's, it's gay mm -hmm. too. Like, but the romance isn't like the main part. It's like it's set in space and there's like a mystery happening and like, it's really great. So yeah, love, love all them. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Love that it was super varied too. Cause usually people will plug like comics, but you just did like the whole range. Yeah, I wanted to. I was like, yeah. oh, I like, because like my inspiration comes from a lot of different sources. Mm -hmm. It's not just comics. Like yeah. you know, this this tapa artist that's like making all these gorgeous like gorgeous decisions in like like what uh, colors they use, how they arrange their patterns, etc. I just like looking at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like Millie is like, I don't do makeup. I don't even wear makeup, but I love looking <laughs> at her makeup and yeah. I love the decisions that she makes because she'll like glue shit to her face and oh my stuff God. Like, like it's really cool or just like ornaments? um more like ornamentation so like mm. plastic butterflies or like pearls and stuff which i know a lot of makeup artists do but i like yeah. the way she does it in particular <laughs> i so. love that i mean we are constantly getting inspiration from all sorts of places so it would be silly yeah. to be like just comics because that's not the real world that's not what feeds us that no creativity like sometimes. all of it yeah. enter your brain and then shake around a little bit and then exactly. hopefully spit back out as more art so i've had some people who like are also talking about how their biggest inspiration is music so i'm gonna mm. i'm gonna do an extra question or two. First off is if you could have any artist do the soundtrack for inheritance who would you like that to be <laughs> oh fuck they would he would never ever ever agree to do it uh because he he's never done anything like it before but i would beg robin peckinall to do it from fleet foxes the 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 he is like the the mastermind behind fleet foxes i would beg him and, and i would ask him to collaborate with like hosier probably <laughs> like because <laughs> nice. they're very like rooted in folk music yes. both of them and like hosier is obviously like irish folk and robin is much more varied but like mostly american folk, folk. music yeah uh, but yeah those are, i can see folk working for your comic for sure as a yeah the backdrop with music in my head though inheritance has a lot of different because uh, I obviously we all love to make soundtracks to our work. Of course, think about it. Yes, and there would be a lot of like obviously there would be like folk music, but there would also be like classic rock and roll mm -hmm. and doo wop because like there's a whole aesthetic going on with row that's yes. like that. There would also be like hopefully like traditional like European music and also traditional Hawaiian music. It like yeah. so there would be a lot like it would run the gamut of like, I love that. Like, I mean the. Th of the themes that are in it, obviously. Mm -hmm. I um, love that. And, and the other musical question is, what do you listen to when you're drawing, <laughs> music-wise? Um, well, uh, a lot of those things that I just mentioned, uh, because uh, I like a lot of different types of music. I really like... My favorite musical artist, by the way, is um, Sam Cooke, who mm -hmm. is uh, soul and um you know pretty classic like borderline motown um but i have been listening through the uh, rolling stone top 500 oh, really? album list yeah in order to like expand my horizons right now <laughs> and that has been a fucking trip by nice. the way 
uh like listening to daddy yankee like oh a God. mere album away from like SZA and like <laughs> i don't know is someone it was and and selena Oh my god! Was How like, is Daddy Yankee in the Rolling Stones top five hundred? I honestly, I, don't I, I mean it was. I mean, Gasolina is a bop. Oh so, god! <laughs> uh, when that came on, I was like, okay, I get it. But like, yeah, I was like, and uh, in in his defense, not defense, it's like really low on the list. But he <laughs> out he he outstripped. Um, fucking selena and i was like this is not how i would put yeah, this she no. would be way higher on this list she would be in like the 100s on this list Jeez. for me but that's why it's like because they have a lot of people but it's also like you know uh in He's the like, past it's so subjective it's so, like... so subjective like i don't like cheryl crow but mm -hmm. i don't i like her better than daddy yankee yeah <laughs> you know for sure um nothing against him but like but I, you know, Sheryl Crow is like mom rock and not my thing. So, <laughs> so I've been forcing myself basically to eat my vegetables, right? Yeah. And like listen to these albums that I've never listened to before or have. Like there's a bunch on there that I've heard. Like Control by SZA used to be on repeat. Like I love yeah. that album. So, but like, yeah, that's been, lately that's what I've been listening to. And it's been really fun because then I have this whole Word document or sorry, uh, Excel spreadsheet where I'm rating them and talking oh. about what i liked about them yeah um because i'm a freak that is so. so very organized of you and i love that like just like i said like i have so many <laughs> lists of things that, that oh i like God. generally just don't even share with people i just yeah. am like doing it for myself yeah it's just i hope for someday <laughs> if i ever get like a lot of notoriety if i ever become very successful to the point that like people want to know this shit about me mm -hmm. archivists are going to be like oh man this guy has all of this stuff <laughs> that we can just <laughs> this is perfect this is what we need <laughs> wow thank god he took so many notes about himself <laughs> the documentary about you is going to be so easy to produce so easy <laughs> Well, and and on that subject, I wanted to tell us a little bit about what you what kind of advice you would give to people who want to be art the artists themselves, who want to make comics, uh, who are just beginning this journey. <laughs> um, so I have like there's the there's a lot of advice that it's great and out there uh so i try to like think about advice that uh is a little more off the beaten path um and one thing that i think a lot like is like i see like a lot of artist threads or like articles or whatever about art ad advice and something that i think that gets overlooked a lot is um being really 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 obsessed with the thing that you're doing um and like like you want to break into comics and you're like mm, i kind of like superheroes i guess i could i could write like a suit or like like I'm writing, you know, I want to write this like hard hitting like drama graphic novel because I think that I want to win an award for it. Mm -hmm. None of that, that, that's all shitty. That's, those are shitty reasons to do art. Yeah. The reason you should want to do something is because you cannot get it out of your head and it's driving you insane. <laughs> like I've got this idea, I've got, even if it's stupid, get it, that out first and it might not be as stupid the second or third time that you do it. But that being said, that brings me to another piece of advice that I think it's overlooked a lot is that uh, being realistic about the thing that you're obsessed with, um, like being realistic about who your audience is and how many people are going to fucking like it. Uh, my, my audience is 
more limited than if my two main characters were heterosexual. That's just that's just reality. I'm going to come up against people who do not want to read it because it's two men kissing. Because it's it's two men who aren't white, even. You have to yeah. take the racists into account. Uh, against people who don't don't care about modern who only want to read fantasy or who only want to read sci-fi. And then beyond that, you also have to be realistic about what your look what 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 your look what you what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Are you good enough? Is this high quality enough for to have this many followers? Uh, or how much work do I need to put into? Do I need to front load in order to get to the point to be as successful as I want to be? That's really hard because we want to be good at stuff, and when whatever level we're at, it's really hard to be realistic about like how good am I actually like. Yeah. Would I read this if I didn't make it? <laughs> yeah, self-assessing is so hard sometimes. It hurts to too. Comics, yes. Oh yeah, and it hurts. It hurts really badly yeah. to be, and and it's frustrating to like look back and be like, oh wow, like yeah. Even though I really care about this thing and I put my full ass into it, my full ass still needs some practice. Yeah, exactly. Like, that sucks. Accepting it, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, but you can get over it it's just going to take practice like that's yes. the thing that's that like when people are like practice 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 they don't talk about that part where it's like the practice is making you palatable to your audience mm -hmm. that you are trying to reach who are used to seeing high quality work at this point like like if you're borderline stick figures right now like people are probably unless they're really really cool stick figures people are probably not going to read your work. And also, like, you know, if your work is also that, like, your OC is a furry, which is nothing against furries, that your OC is a furry, and they have rainbow hair, and they have this and that, like, there's a very limited audience that you are, that, like, you aren't going to get a million followers for that. Of course. But you might get, like, 5,000, if, especially if your work is really, really good. Yeah, I mean, and if you're a furry, they're going to be really loyal fans. Let's just they are. Like, about just it. knowing that yeah. reality... <laughs> about yes. about the people like that you were like like you have a built-in audience who are going to cheer for you that is awesome yeah. but normies aren't going to read your work mm -hmm. yeah. like, that's just the way it goes you know yeah like, stuff like that for sure and yeah. i feel like it it all goes full circle here because since you're a kid you've known what your audience is and yeah. <laughs> you've always been all or nothing which is exactly what your advice is so i, I love that that yeah. you're saying that because it's it's very true <laughs> yeah totally oh my advice that i thought of earlier that i wanted to add here though is that if you want to get better at writing which is a huge problem that i see with a lot of comics uh sorry everybody is that people are like i want to make a comic but they've never practiced writing ever is yeah. first of all practice writing stories and second of all if you want to get better at dialogue read scripts there are so many scripts at your local library read plays lots of plays yeah. plays are awesome and they will teach you the way that dialogue works because they're only dialogue there's nothing else in them except for like stage directions like oh you know so and so walked right from left yeah. to right <laughs> exactly yeah. Someone who's a master at, at uh, dialogue, like that just comes off the top of my head, whose works are everywhere and are online for free mostly, is Tennessee Williams. Tennessee Williams is like a master playwright from the mid-century. Uh, he wrote Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, uh, Streetcar Named Desire. He was gay. Uh, he's <laughs> really, really, he was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and like, 
yeah, I just can't recommend it enough just to read a lot of plays. It will help. Yeah, I think it's super important. There's, you know, that's the thing with comics. There's that element of writing. You know, you have to be a writer and you have to be an artist. Yeah. You can't do, do one well and the other one not so well because no matter how good your style is, if at the end of the day, the story is kind of poo-poo, you know. Sorry, like, it's hard. Like, yes. And, it, I mean, I... I I feel like I got lucked out because I practiced both. And this is from practice. I'm not saying that I'm preternaturally talented. I have been practicing for a long time. But that's why writers, like BFFs, like writers and and, com and, and drawers <laughs> yes, get together. Exactly. And if you notice, a lot of them are like, they actually are best friends, like in real life. So they don't <laughs> have to pay each other. And they're writing and drawing this thing together. Like, yes. like it sucks to try to have to find a writer and try to pay them. And, or vice versa, you know, if you can find a friend. <laughs> Especially at the beginning before, like, you have an income from yes. this or from anything else. Find a friend who's find good at the thing early. that you're not. Yeah, find a friend early who's talented <laughs> at something. Yeah. Forget about being Bumble. popular in school. Find yourself a writer as early as you can. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to seduce you so that you'll work with me. <laughs> oh, me? No, no, no. Just oh, like in general. Like... Oh, no, but you to too, I guess. <laughs> Put that one in the books Thanks. for the future. All right. The future one. <laughs> I'll write it down. I'll be like, you said this. Now you, Sam you, said. Stay, you stay true to your word. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, what your plans are for the future as well, because I am very excited to know where you're heading. Uh, um, it's really hard to see beyond like getting inheritance finished, but I did write some things down. Um, I would really like to, uh, in the future, I guess, like return to that world that I was starting to build on Mars. Mm -hmm. Uh, not necessarily to like put, uh, the same people into it, but I put a lot of research into it. Like I spent a long time, like <laughs> figuring out like what a terraformed Mars would look like and like how the social structures might work and stuff. So I kind of want to return to that and maybe yeah. uh, either write or uh, make a graphic novel out of that and do a space opera that would at some be point. But that's really like... Interesting to see. Like, I I don't know. Like, I associate you so much with, like, fairy tale romance. So yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> it's so, so funny. curious about that other side of your writing and, like, how that would look like. Like, it's so wild because like yeah a lot of my new art friends that i've met like are exactly that they're seeing like me push this narrative that i'm mm -hmm. doing really hard because i want people to be into it but like yeah there's this whole other side of me that's like I, star trek takes up a huge portion of my brain <laughs> that you, i don't even talk about with you guys yeah um where i'm like yeah there's there are spaceships in here okay <laughs> You're um like, but yeah hello <laughs> yeah like like i i, I love, love spock <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i'm not surprised yeah. at all no, no. roe is like half ripped off from spock nice actually yeah i know it doesn't seem like it but like the like stoic, stoic like, yeah like very kind actually yeah. like because spock's like whole thing is that he's like very like doesn't react, but he is full of love. Well, that's the interesting <laughs> thing, right? He's not supposed to necessarily have any emotions, but he does. Yeah. And that just makes him way more special. Yeah, it's so sweet. I love that. 
Um, other than that, yeah, I want to do. Cause I don't really, th I don't really have like another like graphic novel or anything like that in, in mind. My my idea, my like future ideas are like you know, I want to make more. I have like a million AU's that River and wrote my characters are in, and I would like to draw those because they're really funny. Some of them, and some of them are just cool. Um, I actually have a cyberpunk one that's completely written. Oh my god! Um, that would be really cool to like make into like a one-off but like so like i guess like the inheritance cinematic universe i love that <laughs> is what i'm talking about because there's a lot because i i that's actually um this kind of ties into advice a little bit but uh this is a long project so in order to keep myself from getting bored of it mm -hmm. i do this like i i'm like i'm gonna put these barbies into another context <laughs> yes. and like and another one and make up these like little stories that like i don't tell anybody because yeah. i'm bored you know um just to keep myself from going insane. It's, it's hard to work like, on the same. It's it's really hard. It's like, it's a marathon. Making comics yeah. is a marathon for, for real. Like there's no, yeah. no way to have any shortcuts with it. You just have to run the marathon and get yeah. to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> but Thanks. I love, I love that you, instead of having friends to order around and boss around and tell them what to do, now you have your character, so you boss around and you move and make the... <laughs> literally, yes, because I, like, I don't want... <laughs> I don't want to boss around anybody else anymore. Actually, yeah. one of... So this is an anecdote. Sorry to put this on the end here. You could cut this out, I no, guess. No, no, give us the anecdotes. It. I'm sure everybody wants to know about this. One of my favorite thing, thank you. One of my favorite things that I did in college was like sort of like this senior capstone project that uh, I decided to do myself. It wasn't even a senior capstone project. I just thought it would be cool. Uh, I didn't get a grade for it. I just made it up myself. So what I I was in, um, not only was I a performance major, but I was also in improv. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I had an our improv troupe, we call it a troupe, it was just like a, a club, basically, mm -hmm. had a lot of people in it, uh, either people interested in joining or like in the actual team on our improv team. We all, At one point, we almost had enough people to have two teams, which we never did, but we should have. Oh uh, there was like, there was like 20 people like who could have been on like like the elite 10 on the elite team and 10 on the on the junior varsity team let's say okay. like the the less the less accomplished the younger ones people mm -hmm. who are still learning yeah um so i had this and not only that but then like the wider theater department which wasn't very large at my at my school but still uh i decided i wanted to uh do a romeo and juliet retelling the actual shakespeare play mm -hmm. but um put improv into it uh sort of like there's a there's a group in um chicago in the chicago improv scene that does an improvised shakespeare but theirs is different because they actually improvise all of the shakespearean lines and like make them do rhyming couplets and stuff which is really oh difficult God. ours i modified it so that we were using actual snippets of the text and we uh, we told the entire story of romeo and juliet but i would put in parentheses in the spots where I wanted them to improvise what they would be doing. And each time we had rehearsal, they would do whatever they wanted. They knew the general direction that they yeah. had to go, but they could say whatever they wanted to get there. Mm -hmm. And then we put it on and made money from it at like a local bar. We like put on the show 
Yeah. Uh, and I was the director. I wasn't in it. That and that was my favorite so thing fun. that I've ever done. Dude, that like, sounds so fun. I got to boss everybody around, but like <laughs> with, with now with years of experience, I was yeah. much nicer about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't a little kid being like, now you do this and you say that. Yes. It was more like, like, okay, we need this to happen. So how can we collaborate? Like, it was so fun to be a director. So cool. if I wasn't doing this, that's what I would do. I would want to be a director either in movies or, uh, fucking i don't know like to do improv because like yeah plays suck well you never know where your comic can go what if there's like a That's live true. action show of this you know you... Uh, everyone wants a live action show of their of their web right? web tune <laughs> or at least a movie you know oh my god Anything. it would be so it would be so fun i keep be. telling my friends like if if i get on hbo max <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> well Finally, my favorite question of them all. If you could have any magical power to help you in your artistic journey, what would you like that to be? Um, so I know uh, uh, like my, my easy answer is like it, just to have it done. <laughs> but uh, that's cheating. So yes. um, my actual one is uh, there's one thing that's in particular right now giving me a lot of trouble. And it's paneling and pacing. I'm really new to making comics, and I know how to draw mm -hmm. really well, and I know how to write. So what what is difficult for me is like this new medium. This is a new medium for me. Uh, is that uh, I struggle with paneling, and I I would love to shorten the process by like fast forwarding that part of my skill set because it's just practice. Yeah. So that I'm better at it right now. I don't want to go through all of the, the pains, the growing pains that, that have right. to happen for me to get better at it. Yes. That's, that's all. Like, because everything else, like, I'm like, I feel confident about. Like, I still have tons to learn. I'm not perfect at anything. I'm not even, like, masterful at anything. But I'm at a point with the rest of my skills that I'm, like, pretty happy with them. But that, that sucks. Dude, you say that, Paneling. but, like, literally every panel of yours is rendered and... It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. I'm working on bringing that back a little bit so that I'm not rendering no, I love it. it's like... taking too long. But yeah, I just want to be able to, because like some of our, for our friends and, and peers just panel things in such a way that I'm like, wow, I could do that, but I'm not. All I'm doing is like plunking a rectangle in there <laughs> yes. and calling it a day, you know? Yeah. And there's like this huge like visual part of the visual language that I'm, I feel like I'm missing because I'm not like, I'm terrified to make something that uh, doesn't make sense, I guess. Yeah. Like that, that doesn't, that, how do I read this? Or like, right. this is distracting rather than immersive. Mm -hmm. So I empathize with that as well so much. I think I struggle with that too. Like, I just, I have no idea how to do composition when it comes to paneling. It's just, oh, it's that's really hard. hard too. Yeah. I also tend to think in uh, movie mm. and movie plus gra like graphic novel yeah. or webcomic is not the same. No. Like it's just not, it's more, you have to think more illustration mm. rather than actually our friend uh, Jay Jamila, uh, who is another person who deserves more followers, Vampire Pyramid Scheme, yes. recently said to me in a, in a Discord server, we were chatting, they were like, try to think of paneling as like stills in a weird art house film, except the art house film actually makes sense. 
And I was like, whoa, that helped me whoa. so much. <laughs> like close close ups on yeah. keys or people like like the eyes or like, you know, there's a door opening over there or mm-hmm. like voiceover of like the stream is like like flowing through. You can put voiceover over shit. I, like I was that. like, oh yeah, they're right. Yeah. I can't because like I default to just people all yes. the time. Yes. It's so easy and it's boring too if you just do the talking heads all the time yeah so and you have to kind of figure out creative ways to to have people follow that conversation without it just being talking heads and that is yeah the hard thing to do sometimes for sure yeah interspersing it with stuff because it's so hard to get my brain to like think about that like like my my brain does dumb things like two (laughs) two the two main characters talking on the street and i'm like what could i close up on while they're talking a pigeon i'm like that's gonna be distracting (laughs) sam everyone's gonna be talking about the pigeon (laughs) exactly maybe it's your brain thinking in like theater format where you're just seeing everything from uh, you know oh my god you're right from uh, far away, I guess. A very fixed. It's just that. Yeah, like yeah. you, uh, like, and that's the the playing space. It's <laughs> exactly. like as an audience member, that's all you see. You don't get to close up on yeah. things. And you do, and you do focus a lot on the set, which is amazing because it lo- it's lovely. But it You're is right. it is that <laughs> a lot of the time. That's so funny. I just realized that. Yeah, you're so right. You're so wise. Oh, pff, shut up. <laughs> you are. That was wise. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you gave us a lot of very wise advice and just very interesting information that I didn't personally know. I'm so happy that I asked you to come to the podcast and let me, like, just grab some information from your brain and take it. Hell, yeah. My pleasure. <laughs> and I just hope that a lot of the people who are watching this go read your comic because it's <laughs> it's such a gem it's a comic that deserves way more attention for sure and Thank yeah you. go go read it go you know immerse yourself in a beautiful fairy tale and a beautiful art style beautiful writing from a beautiful artist <laughs> <laughs> that's so pretty <laughs> well guys that was it for today's episode i hope that you enjoyed it and i hope to see you on the next one